0: Mark chapter two. Uh, this is um, Jesus. He's in Capernaum. Cap, you know what it is. There's a lot going on, and um, I love this story. It's about some four crazy friends, and um, they just they just kind of you know they get some faith. They get some passion and some crazy things happen. So let's read it. We'll pick it up in uh, verse number two. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he, Jesus, preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man. These are the four crazy friends. Remember them. "'Bringing a paralyzed man carried by four of them. "'Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, "'they made an opening in the roof above Jesus "'by digging through it and then lowered the mat "'the man was lying on. "'When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, "'Son, your sins are forgiven.'" It doesn't end there. Drama. Now, some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say that this paralyzed man, to this paralyzed man your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, he took his mat, and he walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Come on, let's pray, and then we'll get into it. God, we love you so much. We're thankful, Lord, that you're passionate about people, that you're passionate about us, God. And Lord, we just give you all the honor and all the praise. And we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen Amen and amen. The title I message today is called This is Urgent. This is Urgent. Urgent. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word urgent, I'm like, oh, snap, all hands on deck. This is urgent. If you get an email that says urgent and then whatever it is, it doesn't matter what is behind it. You better open that email. You better pull over on the side of the road. Your laptop probably just like lit on fire. It is urgent. Uh, if you're uh, if you're married here and you ask your spouse to take out the trash, to me, that's urgent. Urgent. Uh, with the tone that I said, Hey, can you take out the trash? It's urgent. Uh, if you have a, if you have a kid, Maybe you're potty training and they're like, "Mom, I have to pee right now." And you're like, "Wow, I'm in the middle of the grocery store. This is now an urgent matter. I have to scan the grocery store. I need to know where the exits are. Um, and also, like, why is there a seven digit code to get into the bathroom? Like I can't remember, like I mix up, I have two kids, only two mix up their names. I can't remember six, seven, eight, nine, ten star pound. Like I just don't know. I'm just gonna bust open this door and get my kid into the bathroom. This is urgent because she needs something. This is what I love about the men in this story. They have urgency. Their faith in God and what he can do gave them such an urgency for their friend on a mat, gave them such an urgency saying like, I just, I just know if I can get to Jesus, I know that he can do what only he can do. And um, I don't know uh, how how you guys uh, spend your leisurely time. Listen, I'm just going to say it like I love binge watching TV shows. Okay, I feel like I feel kind of like embarrassed to say that. But also I feel like I'm relatable because I bet um, that you guys love uh, binge watching, too. And and this is like um, maybe I don't know this is just what I do if, if you don't do that judge yourself it's fine um, I I get like really invested like I'm talking like I am all of a sudden like I am possibly a main character um, maybe I'm the friend but I, I inevitably by like episode 5 I've been every character inside my head and then I like go to sleep and I'm like I think about these shows like they're my friends like I am in I'm in the show um, Nate just said wow that's how I feel um, I'm in the show okay but so that's how my brain works so when I read the bible i'm all up in the story like i'm all up in it like i'm like okay what's going on what did this house look like um who are these four guys like i have so many questions um going on so i just like so, so i'm gonna dive in so i'm gonna take you on a deep dive um, and this is how I see it. So I'm just going to tell you this story about how I see it. We're going to break it down. Um, and then I just have three ways to apply this message because wisdom is knowledge applied. Uh, so we're not only just going to be hearers of the word, we're going to be doers of the word. We're going to apply what we hear. We're not just going to say we're passionate about people. We're going to actually like learn, take some nuggets from the word of God. It's our, it's our lamp. It's actually our roadmap for how we do life. So I just think if the Bible says it and we can learn from it, then we ought to do it. Okay, so here's what, here's, here's. I'm going to get to the characters. Character number one is the paralyzed man on the mat. So uh, let's just, obviously, he's paralyzed now. And this time, in this culture, uh, it was a huge stigma to have a disability or uh, to be paralyzed on your mat because that would allude to uh, you were in sin. There was something wrong. uh, You were often, uh, you weren't cast away from uh, society like a leopard would be, but you were, like, just distanced enough to be like, I don't know, like you know, arms distance. I don't know know if I want to be associated with you. There's like a lot going on here. Um, and also what's interesting is this man's lying on a mat. He's not lying in a bed, um, which, uh, which just tells us, um, that he's probably poor and he's probably been uh, a little bit isolated from people. And then you have character two, three, four, five, the four guys, That right? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) the four men. Four men, now this, okay, this is like, this is like a group project that has the potential to go very wrong. Like, if one guy just, like, didn't pick up his mat, like, all the way, like, he's just tipping, or, like, you know, there's all, honestly, like, this is how I saw it. One guy's on the roof, like, not digging. He's like, I'm just going to watch him. You guys dig. Um, But (laughs) that's besides point. Um, That's just how I see it. So there's these four guys, and here's what they decided to do. They decided, I'm going to take a corner. And you're gonna take a corner, and you're gonna take a corner, and you're gonna take a corner, and we can't get into the front door, so we're gonna go around. We're gonna get on top of a roof while Jesus is preaching. I mean, like the audacity, and uh, we're gonna just dig. And the roof isn't like something they could just like break open. It's like mud and grass. Like it's not like roof Like they're they're having to physically dig the size a hole the size of a man to then lower him down in the middle of preaching. I mean, there's like there's confidence. There's there's an urgency to these guys. There, there's a there's something in them that's saying, like, you're our guy. We got you. We will literally make ourselves look like fools, interrupting Jesus because we have to show him we have enough faith for you to get healed. We're just gonna lower you down right inside of this hole. Their faith in God fueled their purpose. So I just have to ask you as we're talking about people, who's carrying a corner of your mat and where are they taking you? Who's carrying a corner of your mat and where are they taking you? Point number one, write this down. God will use people to bless you. We're talking about community. Now, community, all right. Community is like um, a Christian word for friends, And uh, I'm just, (laughs) I've never heard community more in my life since getting saved. Um, Like the, the phrase, you need to get in community. I've never heard that phrase more in my life since I said yes to Jesus. But I've never experienced the power of community more in my life than saying yes to Jesus. You need friends. And to have a friend, you got to be a friend. You got to step out. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to get into people's spaces. Why? Because community is our remedy to isolation, insecurity, shame, distraction, all the things that hold you back from what you're supposed to be doing. I love this. Like I said, this is why I love the Bible. There's illustration for everything that you could possibly think of and it's the truth. It's the word of God. Acts 242. I love the Acts Church. Acts 242. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and then later on it says they added to their numbers daily. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. Connect groups small groups it's we overcomplicate community we think i have to know all the answers I'm a Christian now, so uh, if I go to my connect group or I go to my friend's house, I can't really tell them what's going on because I'm a Christian now, you know. Um, But it's obvious when you're laying on a mat and you can't get up, your friends need to know, here, don't worry about it. I'll just pick up a corner of your mat. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I'm just going to show you the same love that God showed me. I'm going to pick up your mat. I'm going to take you. I'm going to rip a roof off for you. Community speaks. We're not meant to journey towards Jesus alone. And by the way, community needs no recognition. You don't know these four men's names. We'll actually never know where they came from. But what I want to know is what on earth did God bring you out of that you have such a passion to say? Everyone else has kept you at arm's distance, but I'm going to pick up the thing that you're laying on to take you somewhere where you can't get in the front. We're going to go on the roof. Nobody's listening to you. I'll open it up for you. This is community. Who is holding the corner of your mat? I have to ask you this because so often we take our problem, we take our insecurity, and we leave it in our head. We play this whole scenario in our head this is wrong, I feel this way, I did this, I said that, I feel creased by this person, but I can't tell anybody. And then you're all stuck. And you've put yourself on your own map, but you can't get real with anybody, and no one knows your story. And you're sitting here like, God, where are you? And God's like, hey, I'm trying to bring people to bless you. This man couldn't get off of the mat on his own. He needed friends. He needed community. And I don't know what your experience is like with community. Maybe someone has stabbed you in the back. Maybe someone gossiped behind your back. Maybe there was, you know, somebody in the group who just left your mat on the corner. I'm believing today that God's going to restore your faith in community. He's going to restore your faith in people. Come on, we've been through the ringer. We're going to reference 2020 until we're like 100 years old. Because it was the craziest thing ever. 2020 was the opposite of what we're made for. We were made for community. We were made for people. We were made to see each other face to face. Not isolation. You were made for community today. Number two, write this down. Authenticity is our secret sauce. Say, sauce. I know, I had to say it. I'm trying to be cool. It's fine. Whatever. Everyone is looking for a cheat code. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. Everyone's like, uh, I, I just wanna be better at what I'm doing Uh, I'm uh, now a mom of two I have a uh, three-year-old three-nager and I have a three-month-old and um, I'm constantly uh, reading blogs texting moms and honestly all I figured out is like no parent knows what they're doing they're all just texting each other and like collectively agreeing that they don't know what they're doing and then they're like oh my god I read this article let's try this that's parenting Okay, it's like a group project again, um, and no one actually knows what they're doing. But I'm always looking for cheat codes on how to be the best. And the thing about authenticity is that it's the only thing that makes loving people effective. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. It says, if I speak in tongues of man or of angels, but I do not have love... I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. Have you ever hit a cymbal over and over and over and tried to talk? It's kind of like when you're trying to talk to your spouse and your kid just keeps interrupting and interrupting and interrupting. It just makes what you say so distracting. I would hope that we would be people that are authentic, that our performative love wouldn't be distracting, that we wouldn't be a resounding gong, that in us would be authenticity to love people. Where does authenticity come from? It comes from a a love of God that we know. God, you love me so much, I can't help but help other people. Have you ever offered something to someone, but you like kind of didn't mean it? Don't lie. Don't lie. It's like, uh, you know, maybe you're like feeling extra uh, good that day and you um, agree to take your friend to LAX. Yeah, I know. If you're an LA local, I just want you to know LAX, or if you're not an LA local, you're watching online, I don't know where you're from. Um, LAX is like uh, a jungle um, with airplanes, cars, uh, the occasional like cop pulling someone over, but you're, like not sure why because there's like a million things going on. And um, that's what it is. All the time. Doesn't matter. Three in the morning, jungle. Two in the afternoon, insanity. Um, So why you would ever offer to take someone to LAX? I don't know. Maybe you were feeling generous that day. You didn't really mean it. And then the day comes and you remember and you're like, well, now I can't get out of it. Should I pay for their Uber? Like, that's so rude. That's so rude. Like, I already said I would take it. like, I'm just going to do it. Like, could you imagine if these four guys, like, they just talked about, hey, man, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pick up your mat. Okay. It's going to be crazy. We're going to pick up your mat. We're gonna, you know what? I, uh, we already saw there's no room in there to get you through the front door, um, so we're gonna take you through the roof. What if they just said that they were gonna do that? What if they just kept looking at this man and saying, we're, "One day, one day we'll take you. One day we're gonna pick up your mat. One day we're gonna do that." What if they just said that? No, they were real. Talk is cheap. And we don't have time in our culture to be fake. We don't have time. We only have this much time on earth. Authenticity is our secret sauce. We don't even know what their conversation looked like, but we know what they did. I love this about our church. Our circumstances changed completely in 2020, but our value did not we actually got to put into practice people are our passion. Okay, we can't meet. We can't meet for church. Fine, we'll feed people. We can't have them inside of the building. Okay, Zoe cares how to drive through, and we'll just feed people, and we'll pray for them, and we'll be the church without opening the doors of the church because people are our passion. That's a value of ours, and we stayed real when it mattered. We'll turn our little office into a broadcasting room. We'll shoot out the message all over the world. Why? Because when push comes to shove, we're going to rip the roof off whatever we need to do because people are our passion. If you're watching this today, can I just tell you, you are our passion because you're God's passion. God designed you. God made you. God gave you a purpose. And I don't know where you're watching from. Maybe you're saying, I don't even have people to rip the roof off. You're not alone. You're not alone. And maybe you're someone that's like, man, I, I think I need to, like, get more real. Maybe you do. That's okay. Start where you need to start. But don't quit. Start wherever. Where are you in the story? I'm always watching where and what? What? what part am I in the story? Maybe you're on the mat. Maybe you're on the mat and you're like, everything is against me. No one, no one no one's reached out to me. No one has even called me. I'm just here, all by my lonesome. I can't get up. I- wa- I-, I keep thinking about the man on the mat. He wasn't mute. He could speak. He was not blind. He could see, which tells me. That he was able to look someone in the eye and get real with his situation. There's two sides of authenticity. You wanna be real with people, you show up. You want people to show up for you, you gotta be real with yourself. Authenticity is our secret sauce. (laughs) Because if you can't even get real with yourself, you can't get real with God. And you can't, you definitely can't get real with people so just ask yourself what's holding you back what's making you feel like you can't be real with yourself identify today what's on your mat what's on your mat you got to find four friends to pick that thing up and help you get through the roof to jesus today because that is how we find true freedom And I love this. Number three, God's plan is people, including you. I put a little dot, dot, dot. God's plan is people, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Including you. You're God's plan. You can't love if you can't receive. But once you receive, you have to share. You can't love if you can't receive. But once you receive, you have to share. People are walking around broken. They're like (laughs) walking Band-Aids. I don't know how else to put it. They're walking around broken. And I would hate for us to put together a church service and we ourselves are pieced together with things that don't fit. Have you ever had a Band-Aid that didn't like cover a wound? And you're like, this is such a weird spot. Like the middle of my finger. Like, I don't I, What What kind of, what size Band-Aid do I need? I don't know. we keep trying to patch ourselves up with things that aren't God we keep trying to patch ourselves up and then go love people and make them our passion and say authenticity is my secret sauce and God's using people to bless us and I'm gonna open up this roof for someone like you don't even have the endurance to open up the roof because you don't even know the love of God that's inside of you people are God's plan you our God's plan. And I just want to encourage you, receive the love of God over and over and over and over because we don't have time. We don't have time to sit here in our fakeness and sit here and say, I'm okay, I'll bandage myself up, I'll act like everything's okay and I'll go help my neighbor over there and then I'll burn out in a year. We don't have time. What's it gonna take for us to eliminate distraction? What is it going to take for us to say, God, I receive all that you have for me and not just for me? When you know something is good, you can't stop talking about it. You're sending your friend links. You're an influencer on the gram. You're like, no one asked me for this, but let me just tell you, this is what I got because you love it. When you get a revelation, a true revelation of God's love for you, you have to get it out. What happens at the end is so beautiful in this story. Jesus' power healed this man. He healed him. He had the power to heal him. But his love and his compassion set him free he put that foot first he set him free and then like just for fun because people were chatting healed him boom and then he walked away in full sight of everyone in the room and I don't know if you've seen someone that's paralyzed, but they can't move. Then all of a sudden, this guy gets up off of his mat. All this drama already happened. They caused a big old scene. There's a hole in the roof. Gee, they interrupted Jesus. They brought him all the way down. Jesus is like, all right, now I got to pay attention to you. You put a hole in the roof. This is awkward. What if I didn't? I don't know. Your faith is so big. Here we go. They heal this man. First, he says, your sins are forgiven. Compassion, passion, and Love then the power of god come on you can't see this and not get excited and not get worked up and not say like i'm not going to stand i'm not going to be uh, first of all i'm not going to be the person that was in that house who didn't move out of the front door they didn't even move sometimes we're so obsessed with receiving that we forget that it's about serving A passion for people is serving people. It's getting out of the way for what God wants to do. If God did something in your life, just put it in the chat right now. If God done something for you, say, I'm going to go do something for someone else. I'm going to get a passion for people. I'm not going to forget the goodness of God. It doesn't stop with me. The goodness of God should not stop with you. Spurgeon says it this way. Now, I'm not like a theologian. I'm not like, you know, fancy. It's, this is a beautiful quote from a message that he preached on these four men. This is what he said. To let him down through the roof was a device most strange and striking. When four true hearts are set upon the spiritual good of a sinner their holy hunger will break through stone walls and house roofs. Their holy hunger will break through stone walls and house roofs. I don't know about you, but I think our time in isolation is done. Our time worrying about what we look like when we love God and we love people is done. Our time hoping that somebody else is gonna open up the roof is done. We need to go. We need to get out. I love what Acts says. It says, Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us and we cannot live another day letting people lay on their mats we have a passion for people we're gonna rip the roof off of a building we're gonna make it so that they can say yes to God why because God loves us so much what if we let them stand outside the door what happens then that's not a passion for people it's a passion for yourself we are the church The church is God's, and Jesus is coming back for his bride, and at the end of the day, in eternity, when we are face to face with Jesus, I hope that we can say, God, I ripped open every single roof that stood in my way. I went through and I didn't do it by myself. I grabbed a few friends. I said, come on, let's go. We got to help so-and-so. Come on, let's go. We got to lay hands on the sick. The blind will see. Come on, this person can't get off of their mats. So today, wherever you are, whatever part of the story finds you, I pray that you just decide. People are my passion. Jesus is our message, and people are our passion. God gave his one and only son for us. That's crazy. But there's passion, and God created us to make disciples in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. What does that mean? You don't need a microphone to do that. You start where you are. Maybe for you, you're like, honestly, I need to start with step one. I need to fix some things that are broken. I need to fix some things that are frayed some relationships I need I need to get myself back into community. I need to put my money where my mouth is. I need to show up for people wherever you are today I think we ought to just commit whatever it looks like for you for people to be your passion and honor God we ought to commit today when it's easier to today it's very easy to isolate, divide, and wage war with our words. You can say whatever you want on the internet. The internet is a wild, wild west. Why don't we be peacemakers? Why don't we step up? Call the best out of people. Ripping off a roof, like you don't don't need to get crazy. (laughs) It's just imagery of a deep love for people that mirrors the deep love that God has for you and I. Why don't you bow your heads and pray. And if you're watching online, just take a second. Uh, Maybe you're washing your dishes. Maybe your kids are screaming, give them a bar. Works every time, applesauce pouch. (laughs) I'm not mad. I just want you to think upon where you're at. What do you need to do to make people your passion? I'm just going to pray. God, I thank you so much that you love us.